Are you ready to be better? Not tomorrow, not by the end of COVID, but right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Money, Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest questions. On this week's episode, we interview Kevin Church to talk about healing after getting out of a long-term relationship. You are listening live, ladies and gentlemen, to probably a few days ago to the Figure It Out podcast with James Monty and myself, Cal Maxwell. James, we have got a very, very special guest today in the studio. He's grinning from ear to ear like right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have Kevin Church of all people. I can't believe we're having him on our podcast, but uh, Kevin Church, a longtime friend, former roommate and great buddy. Is joining us in the studio today. James, how are we feeling about this? If you don't know, you're, you're going to know pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, how are we doing, bud? A little nervous. I'm a little nervous. Um, you know, we're going to try to reel it in for this podcast. Right. For, uh, you know, the audience. But really excited. Share some knowledge. Mm. Share some just ideas. What goes through my brain. And I think we're going to have a great time today. And that's... What goes on in your brain is a wormhole I'm not sure many people have been through. Some of those uh, things we're going to set aside, but right. some of them we're going to bring, we're gonna shed some light on. So. I, I'm excited about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you brought your, your tissues today because we're going to be getting to the feels a lot. Um, and, and what better way to dive in the feels um, than starting off with a bottom shelf briefing? Mm-hmm. Um, so, James, what are we working with for our bottom shelf briefing today? Today, guys, we're going to mix it up with a little tequila time. We got a little Margaritaville um, gold tequila. Uh, blue agave made with hand harvested Jalisco, Mexico. Love that. Said that right. Um, 40% alcohol, 80 proof. Um, bottle looks kind of festive. Got some trees on it, airplane. Um, so solid branding. Um, little smell test. Yeah. That's tequila. That's diesel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good yeah. Um, okay. All right, we let's, uh, I'll drink to that. Yeah. Hold on. Get in there. Yep. Okay. Uh, darling, you're a masterpiece. <coughs> that that feels good, honestly. Yeah, it's like um, it's like when you're standing on the outskirts of a bomb just far enough that you get the warm breeze, you know? <laughs> I like that a lot. I'm just feeling um, warm, you know? I, from tequilas, I like to feel warm and fuzzy, and that... That does the trick. That will do the trick, right? Does, I mean, tequila more so than anything will give you that head warmth. Right, mm, right. Nothing right. else gets it there. No. And it's it's starting to get a little colder outside, so that's a it's a good time for it. Full festive action. I love that. Absolutely. I, I don't know how bottom shelf this actually is. Um, it was on sale. It was only twelve bucks for this guy. It's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Pretty massive. I mean, this guy is for you guys out there. It's seven hundred fifty milliliters, which is a lot of milliliters. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid fit for you know twelve bucks. I mean, yeah, twelve dollars tequila. I'll take that every day of the week. Twice on, um, twice on Sunday for sure. Any any secrets about tequila? Any drinks we can make for people? No, you just put that right down the hatch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Add right. some salt and lime. I think you do some salt, lime, and tequila on a yeah. Saturday night. You really you got things going well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a night. What, what would you guys rate that, Kevin? On a, on a scale of one to ten, so one being um, like you have battery acid just being forced down your gullet, ten being kind of like a, a heavenly presence. Um, kind of where would you rate this? Can I give that a seven five? Is that mm-hmm. too high? 
I don't want to come in too high because I, you know, my scale doesn't take seriously, but I thought that was pretty solid. I think it's, for ten, for I think it's too low. Wow. For the amount of money. Wow. For the amount of money. Yeah, yeah. okay. No, I don't disagree at all. I'm going to go 8-2. 8-2 and 7-5? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go a little bit. I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. Definitely solid. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. That's like, gotta really be, like, good. That's gotta be one of the that's best. That's one of the higher ones. I, I don't right. think it's quite as high as D Betty's. Okay. D Betty's right? pretty Because D Betty's yeah. I think was was our top guy, so mm-hmm. I love D Betty's. But that for like But the expectations come into this movie. Absolutely. Not that probably is the most overachieving one thus yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. that. I think it's a great way to say it. Um so that that really, you know, and, and I think for what we're about to get into, um, this would be a great time to use that for medicinal purposes. Um, so feel free to check out what was it called again? Margaritaville uh, at your local ABC store, and hopefully you won't get carded four times like me. Yes. So tough, 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 tough. All right, so it's time to uh, it's kind of time to start out the, the fuel session that we've got going on today. Before we dive into our new to the day today, guys, we're going to be talking a little bit about feels music. You know, with the, with the cold weather rolling in, and um, you know it's kind of cuddle season on the horizon, um, boob blaze season for the boys. We really wanted to dive into our top three feels songs. So when you're in your feels, you know, we all got that, some of that music that we turn to. So we're going to dive into what we listen to when we're feeling like that. So um, we're going to start off with our top three. So we're going to start with number three. Everybody's going to say theirs, and we're going to work our ways down. James, you want to get started? Yeah, guys, grab your sweater. It's going to get dark. It's going to get lonely. It's going to get chilly. Um, coming in at number three for me is John Legend on one of his first original albums, um, Ordinary People. Uh, the, the message behind it is great. Slow, slow tempo. Um, hits that falsetto just right in all the right places. Um, it gets me going. Uh, it's my go-to shower song. So, mm. ordinary people. I love it. Kev? I'm going to go number three is Different Eyes. Marco Tamimi. You know, this is a song I found on Spotify. I think it was the For You or whatever that is. And, uh, you know, I kind of listen to the lyrics and it just, it just hits home for me. I don't know if this is going to be a popular one with the audience, but that's coming in number three. Okay. Love it. My number three is Holding Hands by Quinn92. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this one's just kind of about, like, I guess, um, two lovebirds that kind of just fizzle out, you know? And it's just kind of like, it's just not not what it was. Um, and so, uh, you know, not that I've had a ton of experience with the relationships, but definitely I uh, can relate to the fizzling out part. So, yeah, yeah that was tough. Um, great song. Big Quinn guy. Big, I really enjoy Quinn92. Yeah, if you don't listen to Quinn, you need to get on that. Yeah, pretty much ASAP. Absolutely. You heard that here first from Chad. Coming at number two for me, um, you guys probably won't know this one other than Cal. Uh, KB, one of our favorite Christian rappers, Mm -hmm. um, released one of his newest albums, His Glory Alone. Please, I recommend go listening to it. Um, One of the songs on there, it actually made me cry driving the other day. Um, It's called Masterpiece. Listen to it. Very slow. Very harmonious. Darling, you're a masterpiece. You're breathing memories. There's nothing that you have. Already, you're a masterpiece. <laughs> Go listen to it. I love it. Love All, right. It. All right. Uh, number two for me is Not Today, Imagine Dragons. And that's <laughs> in, what movie is that in, Cal? Me Before You. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you've seen that movie and that song comes on, I mean, your heart is just ripped to pieces. I mean, it's, it's devastating. It's devastating. So you hear that, and you really, really get in your feels. You're really sad. So that's definitely going to be number two for me. That's, that's a great one. That's definitely in my – I'd say that's in my top five yeah. for sure. Um Number two for me is Human Acoustic by John Bellion. Now, we talked about we're big Queen guys. We're also massive John Bellion guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely massive. He's one of my favorite artists. Um, 
human acoustic is, is really just about um, how we all feel as humans at times. Like, um, you know, like it's, you know, everything seems to be going okay, but we still feel so alone and so empty sometimes. And it just, gosh, it just, it really hits home. And I think that's one that honestly everybody can relate to the lyrics there. So definitely check that one out. All right. Uh, number one's all around now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one actually found this one for me and it brought back some memories and I'm sure most of you probably heard of this how to save a life by the fray mm-hmm. um, I was doing some background information on it because I remember there being like a touching memory behind it um, for those that don't know it's actually about the lead singer Isaac Slade um, composed this um, based off his experiences while working as a mentor at a camp for troubled teens um, and here he was um, paired with a musician, and, and this guy had a ton of problems, and he wanted to write a manual on how to save them. Wow. So, wow. Awesome. A little history lesson for us. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's also in, uh, that's the Grey's Anatomy. That's a, that's that song, right? I don't I don't watch that trash. Okay. So. Well, you know, maybe some of our female audience, especially. Yeah. yeah. Grey's Anatomy, where, you know, we want to cater everyone, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So. That's a great one. Um, for me, number one is Falling, Harry Styles. <laughs> I mean... You put this thing on, you show off the lights, lay on your bed, and you're just in a different dimension with this. I mean, your feels, like, I'm not a feels guy, really, but holy crap, it'll really bring it out of you. So that's got to be number one for me. Yeah. Number one for me is Latch Acoustic by Sam Smith. Uh, Second in a row where I'm going acoustic version here. Um, Latch Acoustic. It just, I think I first heard it in high, like senior year in high school, and it just takes me back to so many memories and so many heartbreaks. And it's just unbelievable to me. Um, And it's just talking about like now that you finally have that one that you're in love with, I'm never going to let you go. You know, now I've got you in my brace. I'm latching on to you. And I just, I relate to that so heavy because I'm just so alone. You know, so really just, uh, yeah, we're getting into it. I love that for you guys. You know, we're going to figure it out. We're going to play. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Acoustic versions just just pound it so raw and natural. <laughs> they do. They definitely yeah. hit it different, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. No, I love acoustic versions. Uh, so, guys, be sure to as the 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 weather's changing, as you find yourself alone or with you know with with a lovebird, uh, check these out. Get in your feels a little bit. Nothing wrong with it. Don't stray away from those raw emotions. Don't let them come out. And I want to say, someone mentioned Michael Bublé. You're playing Michael Bublé with like the love of your life during holidays. Does it get better? Mm. Well, that's what we all want, right? I, I think it really. I, I've never experienced that, but it, it's something that I'd love to. You're in for, right? Right. Absolutely. Listen to Michael Bublé. Yeah, that's a lot of great music there, guys. I, I think you're going to find a lot of those songs to be super helpful or super depressing. So both, I guess. But moving on, we're going to continue that trend of staying in our fields. But guys, we've got um, Kevin in the studio today to talk about a a very specific topic. It's our nude of the day. Our nude of the day, again, is where we take a topic and we get vulnerable. We get naked about it. We're in the nude. Um, So nude of the day today is talking about long-term relationships. Uh, And if you've kept up with the show before, um, you may know this. But James, have you or I ever been in a long-term relationship? No, we have not. Yeah, we have not. Um, so obviously we can't really talk to that. So we brought in Kevin Church from, uh, out of San Diego. San Diego. Um, we flew him in this weekend just for this show. Um, so we're really excited and really appreciative of him joining us. Uh, but Kev, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. I mean, uh, really glad that you guys could fly me in just for this podcast. I think I want to just come hang out with you guys, but, uh, right. like I said, glad yeah. to be here. That's it. So now you've been in 
two long-term relationships, we'll say. Yeah. Um, and, and people have different definitions of long-term relationships. But kind of, kind of what is your definition of a long-term relationship? And then tell us a little bit about the, those two relationships you were in. Sure. Yeah, I think I think long-term relationships, I don't know, I'd maybe put a year on it. But for me, I am a all-or-nothing kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm actually going to get in a relationship with you, then it's probably going to be long-term. So, mm-hmm. And that's just kind of maybe different between me and like a cow, right? A little more of a dabbler. Thanks. I just try to get in there and stay in there. Um, but, you know, it's essentially what I've done in my two relationships, they were complete opposites, polar opposites. Uh, I had one in high school that lasted about two years, uh, about my junior through senior year. And she really didn't care at all. And that was kind of tough. I ended up getting cheated on by her. Mm. And I was really figuring myself out and what I liked. Right, mm-hmm. and then my most recent one was about three years, lasted from uh, about the end of sophomore year all the way through uh, a few months after graduation. And um, she cared a lot, she was great, and like I said, they were just completely different. So I've gotten both sides of the spectrum in my relationships with girls that I've been with. Um, you know, both ended as long distance, I've had my fair share of long distance. And uh, that's not easy. I think we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later. Um, and neither were easy to get over. I think any time that you're in a relationship, really with anyone for any amount of time, especially when you spend years with someone, you're never going to have an easy, a really easy time getting over, right? There's always going to be stuff that you know, reminds you of them or things that you want to do with them. So, um, but I think I was definitely more mature after the first one. And uh, it, was, it was a little bit easier this, this last time. And, you know, you find out that you know you're going to find someone else. And that first relationship, sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the one for me. But after you have one or two, you're kind of like, you know, you'll be able to get through it. So that's, that's kind of what I've learned. I love that. Uh, let's just get right into the second one, hot and heavy. Um, when you've given so much time, effort, and emotion to one person, how do you, how do you move on after that? Um, imagine more times than not, people don't always end up being super smooth friends with their ex. Yeah. So that's a, it's a gray area for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, to start off with, I think there's, there's some easy answers, like hanging out with friends, right? You always want to be around people. Isolating yourself and being all alone, just getting your thoughts, getting your feels. You want to try to avoid that as much as possible. Um, but some of the biggest things is like find hobbies, like go find stuff to do and focus on finding out about yourself. I'll tell you like the last, uh, whatever it's been seven, eight months, I've learned so much about myself, picking up new hobbies. I've been doing a lot of like outdoor backpacking, hiking, exploring, and, uh, that's been great. And that's something that I want to keep doing. And that's not something that I was doing a lot of before. So I think that's helped a lot in helping me get over, over the relationship. Um, you know, I think it's it's very hard to stay friends after a breakup. I think anyone that can do that either is lying to themselves or is just really, really good. Like, I mean, how often do you hear about a very successful friendship after a long-term relationship? You know, I think that's I think that's really tough. So um, I tried to do that with with both of my previous relationships, and you know, eventually you got it. It's got to cut it off. You know. And maybe a couple of years down the line, you come back and you say, hey, like, let's meet up and be friends. But especially that, you know, those first few months or six months, maybe even up to a year, uh, you're still going to have feels for that person. I think it's, it's best just to just to cut it off, cut, 
cut um, any communication off and then try again later. So yeah, let me just stop you real quick for just a second there. I like this Kev a lot better than the one we usually get. So let's uh let's unlock that for for future. Yeah, we're trying to unlock it right now, and then uh, yeah. I don't know if, if you'll be back for a while. So right. just we're enjoy just it while you got. It. Yeah, okay. Throw that lock away. I got a spinoff question actually for sure. you for that. So talk about hobbies. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Say this long-term relationship, say you were here and Carrie with us living when it fizzled out and mm-hmm. broke out. You think you would have had a tougher time here because San Diego just has so much to offer in the way of hobbies. You think moving out on your own and being in San Diego helped more than it would if you if it mm-hmm. happened here? You know, I think that's maybe I think that's maybe true. Mm-hmm. I think in San Diego, you know, I moved to San Diego in January and I didn't know a soul within hundreds of miles mm-hmm. of me. So <laughs> I was forced to get out there and make friends and try new things, right? So, um, but I think that's allowed me to find the hobbies, I, like I said, that um, maybe if I was in, in Cary, I would have, you know, been hanging out with you guys more, hanging out with friends that I know, which is definitely not not bad, but um, it's, it's too comfortable. The same. It's, yeah, yeah, it's too and, comfortable. Yeah, and I think that brings up a great point too, because I think like you said, when, when you're kind of faced with getting out of a long-term relationship like that, and I think whether, um, and just from speaking in the short-term relationships that I've been in, whether you're the one that's being broken up with or doing the breaking up, it's not easy. Like regardless, like it, it hurts both ways. Um, and, and so I think too, when you find yourself kind of hurting and longing for that, I think when you are forced to, to recognize that you have to find your happiness like outside of that person, that opens up a great opportunity. So when you force yourself to get uncomfortable and find those new hobbies and things like that, I think that's a great point. I think that can really be true for any kind of sadness and, you know, in life and trials and things like that. I think it's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of my biggest fears personally is getting into a relationship with someone for, let's say, like a year or more, and then we break up, right? And to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have wasted all that time on that person. Like, obviously, you know, you learn some things about yourself, you learn some lessons and things like that, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's going to be wasted time. And so that's definitely one of my big fears, but... Would you say that your relationships are, in some sense, wasted time? I could not disagree with that more, honestly. Uh-huh. Which should be which should be a good thing. Yeah, right? I mean, absolutely. I every single relationship, even like a friendship that you get in, um, I think that's so important because you learn so much. Um, you know, even my relationship that really wasn't great, like in high school, I learned so much. From that. I don't think it would be. Uh, waste of time at all. Uh, you kind of learn about who you are, what you want, and even what you need to work on, right? Your relationship. Um, I'll never see a relationship as a waste of time. And I think the biggest thing is that you can see signs quickly, like after I get out of a couple of relationships, you're able to pick up what you like and don't like as your girl, right? So, you know, especially for that first long-term relationship, sometimes you can get blinded a little bit. Um, Maybe like caught up in like looks or just ideas, like that very initial stage where everything's on fire and you just feel great about someone. And I think when you get a little more seasoned, you have a little more relationships, you can kind of see through some of that and uh, find exactly what you're looking for in a girl, which is which is important, especially when you get older. You know, you get in your late twenties, early thirties, you need things to move a little faster. So yeah. knowing what you want and what you need is uh, important. I mean, like, how many people? I hate to be a pessimist here, but how many people really think, like, I'm going to shoot one for one, 100%, the first person I find, which might be in middle school, high school, college. How many people think that's, re- like, that's just unheard of? Like, there's some success stories out there, but, like, 
time's going to be wasted. Yeah, I think yeah. I think people, not in a bad way, but I think people think that a lot, and then mm-hmm. get into that first relationship. They're like, oh, yeah. this is the one for me, right? right. But you, there's so many other things. You're gonna find stuff in that person that you like and don't like. Yeah. So. And as you grow too in Absolutely. your life, like you know, like thinking about like you know uh, high school and college and how much like I matured in that time too, like definitely completely different people I was like freshman to senior year or even like freshman to sophomore year. So like, I think, yeah, like you're going to change a lot too. So I think it's super important to keep that in mind. Yeah. And just piggybacking off that, I mean, me in the last nine months, like me when I was in Raleigh versus me in San Diego, I, I feel like I'm a different person. Immensely so, different. Yeah. You yeah, just change, yeah. change so fast. Absolutely. All right. We'll get into the last one. Um, I like this one a lot, actually. Uh, how do you want to personally improve for your next relationship? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. It's a deep that, one. that takes some self reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one big thing is communication skills, and I think that's important in a relationship, right? Like you need to have great communication skills, and uh, sometimes sometimes they didn't have the best. Uh, I don't think they were bad, but that's just something you need to work on in, in relationships to have that. Um, another one is you know know what's important to your significant your significant other, and you need to cater that, right? So. Um, Sometimes I would struggle with like acts of service or celebrating big days, right? So like my last relationship, um, for love language, like acts of service and um, like birthdays, holidays, graduations, like mm. wanted to be celebrated for that, which is completely reasonable, right? Yeah. I think most people do, but I don't need that type of stuff. <laughs> right. I don't need I don't need people doing that for me. I don't need people giving me like gifts or like celebrating me. I'm kind of just like let me do my thing, right? And so I didn't really do that for her as much as she needed. So, and that's something that I need to work on. You need to see what other people need and want in a relationship and, uh, and do that for them, right? Even if that's not something that you need. Um, you know, there's got to be some give and take. You can't have everything that you want. And uh, a, a really big thing is I think you have to give each other some space, uh, especially if you're living together. And I didn't ever live with either of my uh, previous girlfriends, but... Um, I think it's just important if you're spending a lot of time together, you got to have hobbies for yourself that you do outside of each other and friends, right? So, you know, sometimes I want to go away for a weekend and hang out with boys or maybe a couple hours I want to play Call of Duty with my friends, right? And I think you got to have, you got to allow that to happen or else you might just end up resenting each other. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm in a relationship and I'm saying, oh, I'm like, I can never, you know, play video games or go hang out with my friends because my girlfriend doesn't want to. I think that's just going to cause bad blood. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be friction. It's going to hurt again. So uh, you got to have a little bit of the way there. You can't, you can't overwater the flower. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you talked a little bit about communication. So just real quick, give us some tips on long-term relationships because both of yours, it, to, at some point, were long, like long-distance, excuse me, long-distance relationships. Talk about what that distance, like what made that work and what didn't make that work? Yeah. Well, I think, I think communication is the biggest thing and, uh, you know, being able to have like FaceTimes and calls and being able to see each other at a reasonable time. That's something I struggled with. But. Oh, that's, uh, I'll, I'll put it out there. I hate talking on the phone. Oh, I really God. do yeah, personally. I agree. Hey, unless it's like my true boys or my loved ones, it's fine. But talking to you know, outsiders where I just hate talking on the phone. Let me okay, take let me take a step up. I hate talking on the phone to anyone. Really? I don't <laughs> care if I love you. I don't care who you are. 
I don't want to talk to you on the phone. So <laughs> I'm just giving it to you straight. So that was obviously an issue that I faced. <laughs> I can see how that would be an issue for long distance. Yeah, yeah. Right. And at some point I'm going to have to figure that out. But maybe long distance just isn't my thing. It right. might not be. I, I, I don't know. So we'll have to figure that out. That's, and that's what we're here for. And that's right? what we're here for. Right. Exactly right. Here you go. I got something for you. Um, I don't want you to think about this too much. This is off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I want this to come straight from Kev's heart. I want you to give a quick elevator speech promoting yourself to your future girlfriend right now. <laughs> what would you tell them exactly? Just anything about you, what you're willing to give them. Yeah. Just sell yourself to your future girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, that's a great question. Right. I think if you've listened to this podcast so far, I think you can see that I'm trying to work on myself, mm-hmm. right? And that could be one of the biggest things in a relationship. If someone is willing to work on themselves, work with you, and be better, you know? And that's maybe something I didn't do as, as good in a relationship. But, you know, I'll be, for, I'll be there for you. I will, I will work with you. I'll do what we need to do. I'll give you space. Uh, I'm also a pretty good cook. Let's, let's get off mm. all that stuff. I'm a pretty good cook. Uh, you know. You make, I, you make some mean chocolate milk. I do make mean chocolate milk. Uh, Oreos have also been a thing. So, uh, I don't know what else. I, I, I'm a little bit like a loss of words here. Maybe can you guys hype me up a little bit? Yeah. So, um, great heart. Great heart. <laughs> let me, let me tell you something. Let me, let me stop you right there. Get in there. You're going to get somebody that's dedicated to a fault. Mm. What I mean by that, whether it's sports or one person he will put all his effort into that person, maybe for good reasons, maybe for bad reasons. But I guarantee freaking tea, this mm. guy will be by your side. Hey, come on. Because he's been by our side for four or five plus years now. And at times, you hate him. <laughs> you really do. But at the end of the day, he's going to put your arm around you. And he might not say I love you, but he's going to say... He's going to say other things that mean I love you. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And I, I'll echo to that. The loyalty, I think you touched on that, it is phenomenal, you know. Uh, and I think that even speaks to something as silly as being an NC State fan, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin uh, is a loyal NC State fan along with us now. And it's a brutal life. I've been there my whole life. And he, he's loyal now. And, and I think that speaks to just his character of committing and being all in and just being in for the long haul. Absolutely. If you can be a dedicated NC State fan, you can be – completely successful in any in any other facet of your life because you can never be disappointed or you have extreme mental health issues you, yeah which maybe both i think Man. you gotta have a little bit of both there okay. yeah absolutely absolutely well that pretty much uh pretty much wraps up uh, our show today kev you have any uh, final thoughts or words of wisdoms for our listeners out there you know you just gotta keep living man mm. that's been the motto for this whole year for me i think uh you know I'm just going to talk about this past year for, my, for myself. I've had such a great time getting out there, learning new th- things, meeting new friends. Um, I think a big tip that I would give people is to move out of your home state, your hometown, and uh, you know, kind of like start a new life. You meet new people, find new things you're going to like. And I think you'll learn a lot about yourself, and then uh, that gives you something for even if you want to come back. Uh, at a later point in your life, you know, you've learned a little bit more about yourself, what you want, what you like to do. And it helps, it helps make you, makes you appreciate your home. You know, like I'm from Asheville and you go to California and, you know, the landscape, the mountains, the deserts, it's all amazing. But 
it's different than Asheville. And I really miss those, those Asheville mountains. We miss the fall, the, the leaves and everything, the seasons. And uh, so I just think that's important to get out of your hometown every now and then and uh, you know, live it up somewhere else. I, d- I just want to echo your sentiments. I feel like COVID has put us all in this cocoon of comfortability. Um, but once COVID's over, I want everybody out there listening to just explode with being uncomfortable, whether that is moving out of your state, whether that is talking to that girl at the art museum, whether that is talking to that girl at the bar that you got her number, but she never texted you. I, d- I just want you to do something that you wouldn't normally do because I'm, I'm fed up with being comfortable. You're a peacock and we got to let you fly. You got to let me fly. Yeah. You're grabbing my wings and I'm trying to go, but you're not letting me. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Well, Kev, thank you for joining us, brother. We really appreciate it. I know we don't always uh, verbalize it this way, but we do love you. We do appreciate you. Um, and, and for all the fans out there, uh, hit us up on our uh, Instagram page at figured out underscore podcast. If you're enjoying the show, guys, uh, give us a shout out. Uh, tell the people that we're all trying to figure it out. All right. We're all trying to figure it out. Well, I'm definitely trying to figure it yeah. out. We're all doing it. I, Kevin Graveson gave some great nuggets today, guys. Um, so be sure to tune in next week as we will be talking about how to handle victory and defeat. Mm. I think it's an important uh, important topic in, in these days and times, you know? So tune in next week, guys. We love you. We're thinking about you. We're praying for you. Zippity-zoppity. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. Thank you.